As I was praying, I really sensed that uh, we need this year, God laid it on my heart that this year is going to be a year of building. Amen. Amen. It's going to be the year of building. And uh, I really didn't realize, uh, even if I knew, but I studied a little bit more on the topic of building. And I realized that all of life is about building. Everything about life. In fact, that's how God has designed everything. That everything must be built. So I want to use Exodus 25 this morning as our main text. And this being our first session, today we want to talk about our God, a builder. Exodus 25, I read the King James Version, verse 1, 2, 8, and 9. And the Lord spoke unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel that they bring me an offering of every man that gives it willingly with his heart. You shall take my offering. Verse 8. Let them make me a sanctuary. Somebody say, make me. God says, let make me a sanctuary. Some translation says, let them build, let them build me a sanctuary that I may dwell therein. But then he says, according to all that I show you, after the pattern of the tabernacle, somebody say pattern. Yes. And the pattern of all the instruments thereof, somebody say pattern. Yes. Even so shall you make it. So God is telling Moses, I want you to build me a sanctuary, but in this process of building, You've got to use a pattern. Somebody say pattern. God is a God of patterns. Or if you would, God says to him, you must follow the plan that I have put down as an architect. You know, for every building to be built, there needs to be a plan. Even if the building is not there, the architect will show on paper what the finished product looks like. And then you start building. And when you build, God says build according to pattern. So our God is an architect. Our God is a builder. Our God has plans and he wants those plans and what he has put down to be followed to the T. So as an architect, whatever God will ever instruct you to do, whatever God will direct you to do with your life, it will always entail building. That's just how God works. God is a builder. And therefore, when we build, we must make sure what we build follows the pattern that God has given us. In other words, as, as, as it was said during the prayer, we don't own our lives. Our lives don't belong to us. Whatever we build, we want to build according to God's pattern. And so, what I want us to realize, however, is that God is a builder. Say it with me. God is a builder. Say it again. God is a builder. So, that God is a builder is such a suggestive term. That God is a builder. And that whatever God will do in our lives, he's going to use this approach of building Building is God's modus operandi. So, let's look at some more scriptures that talk about our God as a builder. Psalms 127, verse 1. 
The King James Version reads, Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. Just want to read that first portion. Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. So it tells us that God is a builder of the house. Now watch this. It says, except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. What does it mean? It means, well, the New King James Version says, unless the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. So this scripture further amplifies God as a builder. He says, if God builds something, it will be permanent. If we go around and build and not follow his pattern, then all our efforts will be in vain. Maraok Salayo, God is a builder. And it's interesting, it says, except the Lord build a house. It uses the word house figuratively to refer to anything that God builds, whether it's your life, it's your family, it's your career, except the Lord build it. If you build it yourself without this pattern, if you build it yourself without following him, if you also try to have it without following the process of building, everything you do will be in vain. God is a builder and he wants us to be people who build. Very interesting that that word for build, except the Lord build a house, it's exactly identical to the Hebrew word that is used in Genesis 2.22. Let's read that. It says, and the rib which the Lord God had taken from man, he made, made he a woman and brought her unto the man. You remember God had created Adam, right? God had created Adam out of the dust of the ground. Adam became a living soul, but then later on God put Adam to sleep. And God goes to Adam and took the rib from Adam. And the Bible says, and the rib that God had taken from Adam made he a woman. That word made is exactly the same Hebrew word. The Hebrew word used there is the word bana, B-A. N-A-H, or bono, it's actually pronounced bono, B-A-N-A-H. And that word bono means to build, literally, to build literally, or to build figuratively. So it means when God made a woman, he built her. He built her. It's quite interesting because when God made a woman, he took his time. And he put within a woman that ability to be a builder. That's why it's amazing what women can do, how women can build. You know, during Christmas time, you know, every Christmas I try to, well, I do it at times when I can, but Christmas especially, it's a commitment. I will wait there and talk to people in the church. And for many years, you know, I know so many people in our church, and I know some of these ladies who, you know, their husband left years ago, left here with three young children. It's been 15 years, some of them 20 years, and, and as I greet them, here they are with the children. And you see what this woman has made out of this family, what she has built out of this family. Oh, come on, ladies, that's a place to shout and give the Lord a hand. <laughs> And how she was able to take so little and make so much with so little. That just shows when God made a woman, he put those special ingredients within her to be a builder. In fact, for your information, that word not only means to build, it also means to obtain children. 
Wow. So God made a woman with that ability to be the one who can give birth to something. Give birth, nurture, and bring to maturity. In fact, the word woman, I heard Carlton Pearson say it years ago. The word woman, when you really want to go into the technicality of it, is woman. It's actually womb man. Man with a womb. What happens? A womb is able to what? Huh? It carries. But it carries what is incomplete. And brings it to maturity. Oh. So a womb is able to incubate, takes what is unformed, form it into what is perfectly built. So a woman is a builder. You know, women have this incredible ability to build. I tell you. They, 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 they know how to turn a house into a home. How, 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 how? <laughs> how to turn grocery into food. Oh, Jesus. They just know how to, to bring a finished product, the builders. But guys, listen what it says to us. The Bible says we, we were created by God. It's interesting the women were made, but it says the man was formed. In Genesis 2, 7, it says, And the Lord God formed man out of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. And that word formed is the word yotzar. Y-A-T-S-A-R. Yotzar. And what it means is, it means to squeeze into shape. Hey, sir. This is not fair, comrade. This is not fair. We've been much in last year. Chance, Rona when we were Rona when we were made ne Murimula and Kafela Lutsupara. And after he yotzart us, he goes back to what he has yotzart, takes out a rib from what he has yotzart, and he he builds. And the Bible says, after God made the woman, he rested. In, fact, in other words, God says, you can't improve on this. I mean, really? The, 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 the. Oh. No, my chance, we are also formed, my friend. Don't worry. Even if by the And God goes back to what he has, yotzart, and bonos it. But God is a builder. That's the point I'm trying to say. God is a builder. And that's the way he approaches life. And that's the way God wants us to approach life. We've got to approach life from the mentality of being builders. From the mentality of people who build according to pattern. Listen to what Jesus says in, in, in Matthew 16, 18. He said to Peter, he says, I say unto you, thou art Peter. He says, upon this rock, I, I will build my church. I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. <coughs> Excuse me. The word for build there is the word oikodomio. Oikodomio. It means a house builder. What's this? It means to construct. God constructs. And all of the life needs to be constructed. If you're going to move on in life, you've got to learn to be a builder. You've got to learn to be one who constructs. Now, construction involves a lot of things. Construction involves, you know, we were, we were sharing on this, and, and one of our sons said, and, and he said something because he's, he's into construction. He said, you know, 
when we were reading this and talking about it, he said, you know, when you, when you are in construction, it takes many things. You've got to coordinate many different programs simultaneously to build the one thing. You've got the bricklayer here. You've got the person who plasters here. You've got the plumber there. You've got the electrician there. You've got everybody. So when you're a builder, you must know how to coordinate all these things. For you to have a, a, a finished building. And that's why when you, when you approach life from the perspective of building, you know what makes life is not just the one thing. You see, there are certain people born alive. Look at the neighbor and say, nothing. You can't build a good life if when all you want in life is just to have a good time. Nice time. You, you can't build a life like that. You can't build a life like that. But on the other hand, there are other people where all of life is just about studying. Now, you know, after you have studied, you must relate with people. But there are some people, all of life is just about friends. Or, or some people, it's just about reading the Bible. So you, read, you don't relate with anybody. You just read about, you don't go to church, you don't get involved. No, life involves many things. See, some people see when they go to the gym, you see, they want to, they want to, they want to, you know, they want to work on their body, they want to have a well-trimmed body, right? But all they do is to get on the treadmill and run. Now, you know, if you go and ask any personal trainer, running on the treadmill is not going to do everything that you want your body to, to, to have. See, people, I see, sometimes people say, I want to lose weight, which is such a good thing. And then they go to running and they run in the streets. And then, Well, the, the problem is this. To, to be able to have a trim body, it takes more than just running. In fact, running is good for your lungs and for your heart. It's not very good for bending fat. But if, if, you, if you go to a coach, if you go to a coach, a trainer, he will also tell you, run, no, nothing wrong with the treadmill, nothing wrong with the road work, but then you must combine it with exercises. You must use weights, you must combine it with diet. <laughs> to build in life, it takes more than one thing. Yes. And God is a builder. And, and you've got to determine this year that you're going to approach life from the perspective of being a builder. It's not just the one thing. No. It's not just the one thing. It's not just coming to church once a year. You, you, you can't build a great life like that. I'm telling you. You can't build a great spiritual life like that. Some of you, I know, you love the prayer week and I encourage you to come to the prayer week. But that's not all there is to being effective. It's important. Come. Mara, just that prayer week is not going to solve everything for you. I watch you, my alarm fully slow, yeah? Yeah, thank you, my dear. Thanks for saying amen. They're not saying amen in your section. Thank you for saying amen. That whole section is not saying amen. But it's not just the one thing. God is a constructor. God constructs. Except that Jesus says, I will build my church. I will construct the church. What does it mean? When you are under construction, 
It means at a certain point, when you look at the product, it looks unfinished. And we must take courage, Barcelona, in this verse. Jesus said, I will construct my church. He said, I will build my church. When you look at the church of Jesus Christ, Jigelele, I'm not talking about a particular denomination, but when you look at us as the church world, Jigelele, we don't look so good right now. Yeah. We don't look so good. I mean, even in our own country right now, the stories that are flying around, we don't look so good. But you see, Jesus is not worried because he says, listen, I'm constructing. When you go to a construction site, what you see on the construction site might not be very encouraging. Wilbarrow equale, harafu equale, cemente equale, ditina equale, hosete dagayama wani mona, how sheva there is nothing that's happening. And sometimes in your life you'll find you have a plan to go somewhere, but it doesn't look like you're going anywhere. But if you have the mentality of a builder, you don't let that worry you because you say, I'm building. Somebody say, I'm building. Yeah. Jesus says, I will construct. That's the approach God uses. I will construct, I'll build. It takes time to build. It's not just the one thing that works. I've got to get the church organized in everything. It's not just the one thing. And it takes time to build. We're going to come to that. So some of you, maybe you didn't make it last year in metric. But may I prophesy? You are building. That you didn't get the grade you wanted, it's not the end of the story. You are building the construction site, might look like it's a mess. It's, it, it, it looks like a mess to the untrained eye. But to those of us who are building, understand that we are building. A building. We've made so many mistakes ourselves in our church, you know, in, in the buildings we've built. I tell you, so many mistakes. Because we didn't know. Sometimes the architects didn't tell us everything. You know, some of the features they put in your building, they cost you so much money and they're not necessary. When you look at the feature, it's just an architectural feature. It, it, it doesn't help. It could and matter the money you're going to spend. I know the one church, the architect who designed that church, designed it such that the main floor of the building must sit on a concrete slab. And when you go to the site of that church, there's totally no justification for that. But the architect was trying to express themselves. <laughs> we've, bought, we've bought church sites uh, where it, 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 wasn't, it wasn't, all the documents were not, you know, we were not told all the truth. One church site they wanted us to buy in the north of Johannesburg, you know, and, and, and they were telling us, they were f- pushing us to buy this site. So when we started asking questions about this site, I don't know how to say it in English. <laughs> Just explain to your English-speaking person next to you what to do. And then as we pushed, we discovered that these people who were wanting to sell this site to us, the site was not theirs. Yeah! 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 The site was not theirs. They actually wanted to form a company into which after we buy this site, they would deposit the money into the account. They would use that money to buy that, the site from, it was a long story. 
So it was a long process. The land must be transferred to them, then transferred to us. And whoever they're buying it from, probably they're buying it for the fraction of what they're going to do. They're not never. You know, we had so many challenges in building some places you buy, then, then after you have bought, you realize there's a road that's going to pass on the site. Yeah, but you learn by doing. That's when we learn this word, some of our legal people, do diligence. Due diligence. And then say, due diligence. Okay, due diligence. How much this thing is gratis? When somebody comes, when they come, they say, this is so cheap. Before you sign on the dotted line, you must do what? Due diligence. Go check. Because some places you buy, there's a land dispute there. Yeah. Some places you buy, somebody has already taken the owner to court. How Yeah. They sell everywhere. And so when you ask, they don't like it. But you see, we only learn that by doing. We learn that as we move forward. You learn. As you build, you learn. You make mistakes, it's okay. You lose money, it's okay. Mara. As long as you become wiser and you continue building. Can I hear an amen in the house? Tell your neighbor, you are building neighbor. In Ephesians 2 verse 19, it says, Now therefore you are no more strangers and foreigners. But fellow citizens with the saints, you are of the household of God. You are built upon the foundation of the apostles and the prophets. So we are built upon. So, you know, the word built is used so much as God is a builder. We are being built. We are building. Jesus is a builder. That word build is a very interesting word there. What it means, it means to rear up or to build upon. Paul says you have been built, you are built upon, you are built upon a foundation. So, you know, we'll talk about that in the weeks to come. It's not just about building, it's about what are you building on? What foundation are you building on? But God is a builder. And building is God's modus operandi. This is how God does anything. Therefore, Mamelan, this is important. God has designed that everything that matters in life must be built everything that matters in life. If it's a business, it must be built. If it's a family, it must be built. If it's a marriage, it must be built. If it's relationships, it must be built. In short, you will never have success in life if you are running around microwave things. See, this tendency of us to be in a hurry, to want to have it in work, is not helping because there are things that you can have in work. But if you skip certain processes, you're going to have problems in the, in the, in the, in the future. So let's talk about this. If it is true that life is about building, what does building require? If that is true. If, if I'm, if I'm going to build a big life, a great life this year, whatever vision you have, what is it going to entail? Number one, when you build, the first thing you need, you need a pattern. In Exodus 25, 9, God says to Moses, do it according to the pattern that I will show you. 
A pattern is a plan. You've got to have a plan for your life. What do you want your life to look like by the end of 2019? You can't just move into, into 2019 in jail. You know, and you, and you think, you know, because you are, you are highly emotionally charged, things will be better. Doesn't make sense. You've got to have a plan. What's your plan? If you have a plan, have you written it down? What's the pattern? You've got to cut according to pattern. Otherwise, you're going to go nowhere. I mean, Basana, when you leave home, you must decide to robot your fellow Huh? If you don't know what you, where you are going, you can go to Google Maps. <laughs> or talk to Siri. Siri will help you. You don't just leave the yard. I don't know how many of you just left. You just, God will help me. <laughs> what about this journey of life? Do you know where you're going this year? Have you got a plan? Have you got it written down? Do you have a pattern? And by the way, your pattern needs to be after God's pattern. In other words, you don't own your life. There are things that God wants us to ask him. For instance, what do I do with my life? What career do I follow? I must pray about those things. Those, 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 are, those are things that God wants to have rule over. Well, there's other things that God's not going to ask. He's not going to, you know, if you want to go to the gym, you can't pray about it. You don't need to pray about it. Just go. Okay. But, but, but the thing is, have a plan for your life. <clears throat> True life building means that plan and a specification has been provided. Whereby the work as to its scope and its person is clearly indicated. See, when you plan, you realize how much is going to demand of you. The time, the finance, the focus. Once you plan, you realize our head. You know, I'm so glad that they have built a beautiful church and I want to dedicate it as you saw on the, on the uh, uh, updates that we did. Can you hear Eve? And I remember when they came, you know, they, they, they were going to build, and, and Mama and I, we said to them, Look, uh, this is going to take a while. Uh, can we advise you? But no, 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 we know. I said, Nale committee. Committee say Kopan. So, committee, we do this, we do this, we do this. You know, they just said, So it will be done in six months to a year. <laughs> You see, if you have built, né, you know that there are things that have their own lifespan. There are things that, they are, they are the ones that determine when they are born. One of those things is children. Children, when they are born, it doesn't matter what the doctor's machine is saying. The child, and it's only God and the child who know when the child is coming. It doesn't matter. I'm talking about natural birth, not the induced one. But like a Christmas, I mean, I mean, anyhow, I'm not talking about induced labor, I'm talking about, but also buildings. Buildings have got their life. You can have a plan, but, but somewhere the building has got its own timetable. So, they started, and after they started, they laid the, 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 the foundation concrete, and then they discovered the concrete, the mixture was wrong. 
They had to call back the service provider to go and take the concrete back and give them new concrete. So they did that, and so they lost some time. Somebody say, I'm building. <laughs> so if you've lost some time, don't worry, you're building. And then after then, the concrete, yeah, started, then they started, then the bricks were delivered, and then they started building, and he sent me pictures, you know, and then they discovered that the brick they had, the mixture was wrong because it rained when they were building, and the, all the bricks just dissolved. Yeah. So now they had to take back the bricks. And they, they even had to go as far as court for litigation. Thankfully, they, when they went that way, then the service provider decided, okay, I'll make good of my promise. So finally they built. And even when I went to dedicate the building, it didn't have toilets. They had the moving ones. They didn't have the permanent ones. Somebody say, I'm building. I remember when I told him, when he first told me, no, I look at me, it is six months, it is three months, it is 12 months. Certain things, it doesn't help. See, you have experience. They don't. So they try to convince you or you don't know what you're talking about. So I said, it's okay. So I said, it's okay. So I finally, when they built and I went to dedicate, how long did it take? But you see, it's all part of it. Some of you are discouraged right now. Because what you have building last year, it doesn't look like there's much to it. But you're building. I said you're building, tell your neighbor you're building. So building needs a pattern. A pattern helps you with the scope. And the purpose is clearly indicated. And the materials therefore, you need to name them one by one. And have quality material. So that's the first thing. You need a pattern, you need a plan. It's the pattern and the planning and the plan that will help you know the kind of material and time frame. Number two, to build a building involves different things, as I said earlier. It involves different things. You must have a plan. You've got to have engineers. And I'm not even quoting everybody. You must have builders. You must submit the plan. submit the plan. Don't act like you don't know. You know, some places when you go and look at the house, you are wondering, Because you know, according to the rules of building, there are certain places you can't build on. Because there's a servitude if it's more. You can't build on that. Some of it is a risk. But you see, how long, if you want to build properly, you must submit a plan. They must check the plan. It must go through all the departments. It must come back. It's a long thing. After more, you must finance the project. You must buy the right material. You must get the builders. You pray they, they come and build every day. You pray a weekend, they don't mix daga and ka five to time up. Yeah, you see, the ones you have built, Barry, yeah. the ones you have not built, they don't know what you're talking about. They mix a lot of daga, five to time up. And an IRA child now, because banally the rights about some they leave your dagger there, but I tell me to move to Mukanyaneso. Monday, how about it? So, buying cafe, I let a local over askies. You are building, somebody say you are building. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. 
You need engineers, builders, different types of material, coordinating different things. So that's what God wants to do. He wants to help you have capacity this year. To know how to have a balanced life. That everything in your life is properly where it ought to be because you're building. Number three. True building is not to be hurried. It involves process. Problem is there are people in life who don't want to wait. They want it now. You know. I mean, today when you drive on the road, you can see some people, their license, I don't think it came the right way. You can just see when they go to a, the traffic lights that are not working. You can see they don't know what they're supposed to do. Why are you getting quiet on me? Huh? True story. I mean, somebody, some few years ago, true story, they, they, they got a license, Katsila Tabon. You know, the people who get a license, they, they never did the proper thing. They never went. Now that you're quiet, I'm going to talk more about it. You see. I can see you. I can see you. There's, there's, there's some people on the road you can see, Vazalana, they are licensed. It's a hurried spirit license. I don't think these people even know. They don't even know the rules of the road. They don't even know. They'll stay on the right lane, 20 kilometers per hour on the right lane. Um, on the windscreen, And tension. In the knuckles are white, their faces sitting like this. It doesn't matter you are, you are flickering the lights from behind 20 kilometers per hour. Have another. Have another. Come on, how many of you are sitting next to someone like oh? You can see, oh yeah, now oh, this license, Anna. They didn't learn the rules. They don't know when they see a dotted line on the road what it means. They don't know if it's two lanes that slow traffic must keep left. They don't know any of that. All they know is that and one one la roboti bare. What are the way koloiye tangate horeye onai? And 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 I think I must say something. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to have to go this way. Some people seem to have an assumption that if you are a learner driver, you drive a car by yourself and you put L at the back. That's wrong. As a learner driver, you must be supervised by an experience. You can't drive alone and Hey, I, you know, the way you're quiet, I think I must talk about this. You see, somebody like that Bought a brand new car, brand new car, very expensive car. True story. You know, there's like there's like there's cars, there's cars. Mara, there's cars. Anybody knows those cars? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they bought a car, and they had special delivery made to their place of employment. It's a car, so the car was delivered. Parked in the underground parking. <laughs> Gave them the key, special delivery. After work, person came to drive their car out of the underground parking. How many of you know the underground parking? You, you, you must have learned how to drive. Yeah. You, you don't do that when you, are when you haven't even driven anything. 
By the time this car came out the other side, was Alwan. I tell you. I tell you. I don't know how many of you saw this on, 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 on YouTube not some few months ago. Uh, the, in some place, uh, I, I suspect this person, Libona, the, the license must have been dodgy. They had bought, they had bought an, a, a BMW R8. I8. 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 And it was in one of those gated communities. You could see from the picture, it's in an estate. You know? So they parked this BMW. You know how much that car cost? 2.4 million. I don't even think about it. But for whatever reason, this person decided to reverse the car out of the yard. <laughs> Whatever they did. The car went speeding in reverse. Out of the yard, over the road, into the neighbor's yard. Right onto the pool. I tell you, right. Just... I, w- I, w- I won't say the gender of the person. We'll keep that. We'll keep that private. We'll keep that private. That's why I said a person. You see, a, I don't want to get in trouble. And you know, when they came out of the car, it's almost like, what's wrong with this car? Hey, what a shock. But you see, if you don't want to go through the process of learning, we will crush the vision for our lives. Oh, yeah. Life requires of us, if you're going to build anything in life, it requires an unhurried spirit. It involves a process. Sometimes the builders rest from their labor. Why? Because they're giving the foundation time to settle. So when you're building, there are times when you, you, you walk away from what you're doing. You give it time to rest. You give it time to settle. Those who don't know will criticize you, Rubana, or faith. No, I haven't failed. I've given it time to settle. I can't just rush and I start building the walls and putting the roof. I can't hurry. I have to take every step as it comes. Make up your mind this year. Don't rush yourself. Now, please understand me. I'm not saying be indifferent. You see, there's a, you know, there's two extremes. There are the hectic people and the indifferent people. See, the indifferent people, they don't never do anything. They say, if God wants to do it, it will happen. Look at them, they say, trada, 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 trada. See, the indifferent people, as if, if they, they don't want to do anything. You know, they, they live life like they're a victim. They, they, they live their life at the mercy of circumstances. You know? So they just never apply themselves. No, 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 no. We've got to apply ourselves. But at the same time, you can't now fast track everything. You can't feed everything, growth hormones, and throw everything in the microwave. Some things take time to build. So commit 
to a process of building. Can I hear an amen, Bazaar? Can I hear an amen, Bazaar? So sometimes the builder rests from his labor that he may give the world time to settle, lest by overpowering the foundation, he brings the work to destruction. Certain steps in life, you've got to go through that process, Huntley. You know, this is what I'm, why we are sending our pastors to, to new churches. And I advise them, when you are going to start a new church, don't try to do everything we do at Pinville. Please. You can now, you know, it's your first week, you have, 30, you have 20 members in the church, but then you have line crossers, you have women of destiny, you, you. And there's, you don't even have men who are crossing any line in your church. You can't do that. You can't now have Bible studies, whole night prayer meetings, prophesying meetings. You only have 20 people. We should only have 20 people. Huh? You're going to wear them out. Because I found out in the church, I know all of you. I, know, I'm not, I don't know all of you already, but I know, this is what I want to say. Many of you, you have certain programs that you prefer. You don't come to all of them. But that's what the church is about. It's about giving options. There are people who may be more inclined in one thing than others. But if you have 20 members, particularly when you're starting a church, they all try to come and attend everything. And before you know where you are, they are there on every program. So when you have line crossers, the same people come. When you have women of destiny, the same people come. I'm telling you the truth. You have youth camp, the same people come. Children's camp, the same people come. You know? And then what happens? After a while, they get worn out. So I tell people, when we started leading a church, when we were leading a church of 35 people in our church, you know what I did? Was on, I only had a Sunday service. Only Sunday service. That's all we had. Sunday service and cell groups. That's all. Cell groups for during the week. Sunday service, of course, for Sunday and children's church. We didn't even have a, have a youth service. I didn't have enough workforce. We didn't have enough leaders. We hadn't trained enough leaders. We didn't have the capacity. I didn't even have enough preaching material. You know, as I know, start you know, material Even the one that you have still needs to be worked on a lot. and then everything if I delay in two minutes, where he puts out why I can one hour over here, the other side of one hour? Now what happened? So you must learn to build. You don't rush. Some of you are rushing. You, 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 are, you, are, you have just started. You've just started with a project. You've just had your first business. Now you want to expand and go overseas. You, you, you haven't even sold one product yet. Not even one. Already. Already, already you want to expand and go overseas. You want to already, you already, you know, you don't even have workers. You don't even have people who are loyal to you. You don't even know who's going to be part of your program. You haven't even built yourself as a brand yet. But already you are diversifying. Hey. <laughs> but you see, it's a hard spirit. You've got to take the time to build what you're doing. And you don't overload what you're doing. See, this is what people do. They stretch themselves financially. Huh? Push yourself so much. It's so tight. If one thing is wrong, fella. Hey. 
And nothing must go wrong. And that's what leads people to being in this mode of faith all the time. You know, there's faith that's not faith. There's faith that is really not faith. It's, it's anxiety and fear. Because you, you, you've stretched yourself so much in terms of what you're doing. You're not cutting your cloth to size according to what you have. Real faith doesn't mean push yourself beyond. It means check what you have planned and say, God, my goal is to get there, but this is where I'm going to start. And I'm going to build up to go there. You don't just push yourself on your limb. Now you are hanging. That's not how you build. You build life gradually. Can I hear an amen? Let me conclude by giving you these points. I've got 13 points, but we'll do the others later. But let me conclude these five points and I'll keep repeating them the next few weeks. Number one, what are the advantages of learning how to build? Number one, if you learn how to build, whatever you have built, you will know how to keep it. Write it down. If you learn how to build, whatever you have built, you'll keep it. Anything that you have labored through to build, you'll keep it. I'm telling you. Why? Because you've learned the process. If you just inherit something that you are not part of the process of building, it's difficult to, it's difficult to sustain it. Number two, not only you will, will you know how to keep it, you will know how to carry it. That's number two. If you've learned how to build, you'll know how to carry it. In other words, as you grow, as you expand, you'll learn what it takes to do what you're doing. See, when we were in Isaacson Higher Primary School, we only had 35 people. We had a music group, but we didn't have a sound system, A, you know. Even the music group in AB, now you know Mara. Yeah. And I mean, most of the people in our church were young people, a few adults. So we didn't have as many people who were knowledgeable, people who were whatever. Nobody who could analyze my sermon. They didn't even know, like Rera, or, you know, Jonah didn't swallow the whale. They didn't know. <laughs> don't, don't worry when you are starting where you are not known. In private, it's, it's better there. It has less pressure. Yeah. Now when we start, we have to make sure we maintain the standard. Now, when the standard is The issue was at least if people can come to church, 35. You preach to them, you are still, you are still starting. So, as you grow into it, as your project grows, you also grow. You learn things, I mustn't do this, I mustn't start before this, I mustn't sign that contract, I mustn't agree, I mustn't employ that person, I mustn't borrow money, I mustn't tell people certain things before Kia. Some of you, you, you haven't even started, so let's say about 100 or a king in three years' time. You haven't even signed the contract. Next thing about Shapaka Zinzong contracting. Now, you must go to Facebook and undo everything that you have put on Facebook. Look at your name and say, Maria Shumela, Lomundo, Azamara, Siras. 
That's why we learn certain things. Don't say them before, be prematurely. Wait until, before you post it. Because then you have to oppose the apologies for it. No. Number three, if you learn how to build, you will know how to withstand the weight of it. Every stage in life has got its own weight, its own load. If you haven't grown into something, you will not be able to withstand the load of it. And that is why when people rush into things, they only realize what it takes. Yeah. That's why God sometimes seems to be delaying in answering some of your prayers. Yeah. When I was young, I was praying, God, give me, God, give me this. We want our church to grow. In one year, God, thousand people. And the church grew to 200 and then realized the problems we had with 200, Karimudimo, please slow down. Don't, don't. If 200 years are so, can you imagine 1,000? So you learn. You learn. So you'll know how to do what? To withstand the weight of it. Number four. If you learn how to build, you will know how to handle or build the next project. That's why you must be building minded this year. That's why you've got to approach your life this year from the perspective of building. Because what I love about building, if you learn how to build, whether it's building a home, building a church, building a business, building relationships, building a ministry, whatever it is, when you learn how to build, the principles therefore are transferable. Yeah. So do your best, Huri. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick it out this year. I'm going to build my life. I'm not going to rush. I'm not going to fast track. I'm just going to stick it out. Everything that building requires, I'm going to go through it. There's nothing as good, Bazalana, as standing there looking at a finished product. Yeah. That's why, how rapela, that project, your, your, your prayer is different. I'm telling you. And then you will see those who have built, you will hear in the way they congratulate you. You will hear in the way they talk to you. Understand that they have been there. That's why you can never dispute experience. You may know it on paper, but until you do it experientially, you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. There's an elderly man when we were building, when this church was being built, who was doing the the holes for the piling. He was operating a very complex machine, drilling down, and, and I was very curious, you know, and I, and I went to talk to him, and I wanted to know, Papa, when did you learn this? He said, how I ask No. I said, how do you learn to do this? I mean, that thing is, I mean, there are some students who are studying four years to know how to operate that machine. This man is doing it. Then he tells me, he says, you see, I know this. He says, you see that piece of ground there? I said, yes. He said, when I drill down, once I get to about two meters, you're going to discover this, that, and that, and that. And truly, I drill down to a natural 
Arake experience scared Joan. He says, no, I, I've been working for this company. I think it was 30 years, if you're wrong. In his words, these are his words he used. Please, it's not me saying it. He said this way. He says, Kalemonakele Daga boy. I said, what? Arakinakele Daga boy. But as I was working, I was looking. Kihabamponsa. And there he was. I mean, there, yeah, I tell you. Oh. That's why some of you, you need to learn to respect people who have experience. Yeah. Nothing wrong with a paper qualification. It's good. It's important to have a paper qualification. It gives you the start. But you see, the person who's been working on the field, they know a lot more. Yeah. They may not use the language that you use when you write the paper. Yeah. They may not call it by that name, early user. Mara, they know. And outside of that, how we so it lights us Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the good thing, Bazalana. When you learn how to build, you know how to handle the next project. When the next project comes, you already can anticipate. You already know. You know what to avoid. You know how to plan. You know what to stay away from. You know what to do. You already know. And I see you building your next project in Jesus' name. And in conclusion, when you learn how to build, then you learn, you realize that when it comes to building, you must start somewhere. You, 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 you got to start somewhere. And that's what I want to leave you with today. Some of you, this being the first Sunday, I want to challenge you to start somewhere with your spiritual life. You want to build a great spiritual life? You can start this Sunday. You can start today. You can start right now. Whether you're here in Pinville or you're watching in one of our branches, you can start somewhere. You can start today by inviting Jesus Christ into your life to be the Savior and the Lord of your life. You can start today. You can start by saying, Jesus, will you come into my heart? Can you make me a child of God? Will you change me and make me a new person? You can start somewhere. You can start somewhere. See, the thing about building is that you've got to decide, I'm going to start. And whatever it is in your life, any other area in your life, start somewhere. Like I said, for those of you who didn't make it, go back. Start doing something because we're in the process of building. I believe this year God's going to bless you. You're going to see many projects built in your life. Not just your spiritual life, in your spiritual life, in your financial life, in your material life, in your relational life, in your vocational life. I see God building you in terms of relationships. I see God building you in terms of moving forward in your life. I see you moving to other places where you have never been before. But God wants you to approach life from the perspective of a builder. And that is why this year in our church, we're going to have bishops ordained this year. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Why? We are building. Building towards a thousand churches. That's what we're doing. We're taking it one step at a time. We're building. We are process-minded. We are building-minded. And today, as I close the service, wherever you are today, if you want to say, I want to invite Jesus Christ into my life. This year, I want to build a great spiritual life. And I want to start by asking Jesus to come into my heart to be the Savior and the Lord of my life. Would you please pray for me? I want to pray for you. Our heads bowed, please, everywhere. Our eyes closed. Nobody moving around, please. Except for the ushers that are helping us. 
If you could just remain right where you are. Right where you are, my brother, my sister. If you say, please pray for me. I want to invite Jesus Christ into my life, into my heart. To be the Savior and the Lord of my life. I want to start right now. I want to start this morning. I want to start right now to build a good spiritual life. My life is not right before God. But I want to invite Christ to come into my heart. Would you please pray for me? If that is you and you need prayer, would you raise your hand right where you are, right where you are seated? Just raise your hand. Thank you for those hands. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Raise those hands all over. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you at the back there. God bless you. Raise those hands. Raise them up so that we can see them. I see some in the foyer there. God bless you. Hallelujah. Raise that hand right at the back there. God bless you. God bless you. Even in the branch churches, wherever you are, even if you are in the dome or in the overflow hall, raise your hand right where you are. We want to pray for you. We want to pray for you. May I ask all the people who raise their hands, I want to pray with you. Would you please just stand on your feet right where you are, please. Just stand on your feet right where you are. Just go ahead and stand on your feet. There's many of you. Just stand. That's right. We are building. We are starting somewhere. We are starting somewhere. All right. You can put your, remain standing, but you can put your hands down right now. I want to pray for you. This is an important decision. Even the people in the foyer, right at the back there. And some people, if they are there in the dome, I can't see properly. Even if they are there in the dome, I want to pray for you. I'm going to invite you just to come from where you are standing. Take all your belongings, all right? And make your way all the way to the front. I want to pray for you. Don't leave your belongings behind.